0: I am unashamed. What about you? We got Zach back from uh, North Carolina. We just hope we can keep him because sometimes you got to understand you're you're listening to the podcast. Some of you are watching. So we're looking at Zach. We're seeing him on on a camera. And sometimes we just look up and there's a chair. He's gone. It's just like he's been... (laughs) raptured or something <laughs> and so we're never sure if he's coming back or what and then sometimes it will just show back up sometimes he's been whisked away yeah huh? just whisked away but you know he's a man he's a businessman Jay. he's the he's the one that works on all our stuff well
1: he so. needs to make a couple calls and get that wall that he's sitting in front of <laughs> fixed <laughs>
2: i'm actually going to be moving to a different place uh here in about four weeks so so we're gonna lose that long black train what i've
1: learned is there's never there's always a a pretty good choice of abandoned buildings that you can choose from so (laughs) well (laughs) good luck
0: with your next one this place there of course uh, when i go up to north carolina i like that little spot so how are you still gonna be in the town there in black mountain yeah, you, I'll oh, be okay. down
2: the road. But I, the, the problem is, yeah, you, I didn't think about the fact that the train, when I, I, mean, I should have known, there's a, a track that literally runs <laughs> right outside my window. I predict I we'll hear the about, train
0: in this podcast because, you know, usually runs around the second podcast. But so Zach, so you got to imagine So Zach's like downtown there in Black Mountain in this office. And so he's it's close to his house. And so I thought – You know, we were the last time I was there, Lisa said, Do I need to take you down to the podcast? And no, I said, No, I'll just go, I'll just walk down there. So it's not even a mile away. Well, that was a good idea going. It's all downhill. I forgot this place is in the mountains. So it was all downhill to get there, but I had to walk back, was the problem. And I'm not exactly in a, in a good walking, you know, I'm not in the best of shape these days. You've let yourself go. Yeah. I've, 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 been eating a few too many, you know, Twinkies. So, so about halfway back up the thing, I thought I've made a serious mistake here because if I die <laughs> of a heart attack here in the middle of Black Mountain, I was like, i E I'm wheezing. You know, it's like, I made it, but I was like, okay, note to self. Don't, you don't huh. run down to the podcast. That's a, don't do that. So anyway, that was my experience. But we're glad to have you, Zach. You're such a, a good addition to the Unashamed podcast. Even though our, our well, biggest complaints you. are come about you, that you use too many big words. They say dad's more quiet when you're on the podcast. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Dad, are you intimidated by Zach's um,
3: acumen and vocabulary? The one, one glaring fact. Y'all need to remember this. The same blood that courses through our veins is in Zach. His mother, his mother is a Robertson. I didn't say it was, is. That's right. Is the seed line, That's the bloodline. Right. And and and
0: Zach, when he was 40 something years ago, he burst forth from her loins. That's being, right. <laughs> that's right. And the run. blood is there. <laughs> you yeah, remember that, Zach? Good. That phrase? That was. Oh, yeah.
2: We should have put it. That's my. <laughs> Uh, that was my YouTube debut. Uh, yeah, I, I, I look on there and, and it's, I think the title of it, He Bursts Forth from His Sister's Loins. It's my face on the Sean Hannity Show. So, yeah. yeah uh, that I was we told that story that was, before. This right? is
1: getting uncomfortable and I don't know why. It shouldn't,
0: it shouldn't. Yeah, Zach robber so we appreciate it. So we're in uh, Matthew chapter 20 today. And uh, we we jumped ahead a little bit to the end of the chapter, but I want to go back and pick up the first segment because we didn't have a chance to really talk about it on the last one because it's a follow-up to what we talked about with the rich young ruler because he ends it with this verse 30. Many who are first will be last. Many who are last will be first. And then, like Jesus does a lot of times, he's going to go deeper into the thought by telling his disciples a parable. And so in the parable, starting in verse 20, he says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner, which to my point, I was talking about on the last podcast, you notice a lot of the, the, uh, people in Jesus' parables are businessmen, managers. <laughs> this starts in chapter 20, not verse 20. Oh, chapter 20. Sorry. Yep, just clarification. Uh, so he, he talks about these people. He's not anti, you know, capitalism, uh, cause a lot of people think, oh, yeah, you can't have anything and be a Christian. It's not true. There's a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. So the setup is these guys were going to work all day, and they're going to be paid a certain amount. And they agreed to it. About the third hour, verse 3, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. That's some people waiting to be hired. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard. I will pay you whatever is right, which I thought was interesting. So they went. He went out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing about the 11th hour. So now we're getting close to the end of the day. He went out and found still others standing around. And he said, why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because no one has hired us. They answered. He said, you also go and work in my vineyard. Verse eight. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. So he's making a point in his story. The workers who were hired about the 11th hour, which means they only worked about an hour, each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more which is interesting because they had agreed on a denarius. And they were doing it on the grounds of fairness. Exactly. Which Jason brought this point up last time. But each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, friend, I'm not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last.
3: America right now, they are this batch of workers. That's them exactly. Well, exactly. see in Across the, wor- the board. In yeah. a
1: worldly situation, I wouldn't like this either. In a business situation, and I think this is not a good way to run
3: your business. Then you need to stop and say, "What do we get out of this? And do we get any less? I mean, how much less do we get because we're 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 well, I, we're not working as long?" I, I would at least clarify it. I say, "What?" Well, I wouldn't like it, would you? And, and if he said, "Y'all get paid the same thing." No matter how long you work. That's my up to me to that. But to that. me,
1: the point is in a spiritual context, as far as heaven, this is awesome. But in the world, I would hate it. Yep. Yeah. Because why, it,
2: why, why would you hate it?
1: But it because comes down to would, you agreeing would, to do it. Because I I wouldn't I wouldn't think that if a guy worked one hour, he should get paid the same as someone working ten. But Jesus this, said, This to me Jesus is like that kind of thinking. This has socialistic tendencies, and I, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, no, you shouldn't. But I think his point is, in the kingdom, it's all based on God's mercy and grace, not not your effort. But you could, but you could well, also. Well, it's go ahead.
2: No, let's argue. Yeah, I would say that the point is not that I think, well, it kind of is. I would say the point is it's God's grace. It's His money. It's the it's the landowner's money. said that. He can I do whatever that. he wants
1: with it. So we don't have a and conflict so it, there. But well, I wouldn't but like visit, it. I wouldn't like it in the world, in a worldly setting, because he's not God.
2: Yeah, but well, I mean, but if you're a business owner and you've got and, and you've got some employees and and the same situation unfolds, for example, like maybe Phil has a big Walmart order. Well, let's make it personal.
1: Somebody. Let's say I hired your wife and decided I would pay her the same amount for 1 hour and I hired you for the same job and you worked 10 hours and y'all got, both got paid the same. You you would If I
2: agree to it, if I agree to it, sure it's, it's your money, your business. I think right, that's the I, point he's but making. But what it, would you
1: be thinking alone in your house I, yeah, staring yeah. at the ceiling? <laughs>
2: yeah, I I think my sinful nature may take over and I may be envious. So <laughs> maybe jealous. That's my <laughs>
1: only point. My point is in a worldly setting, I think it's okay not to like that. But in the well, kingdom, be, his his, well, I, his I point there, is, with is the, no, we shouldn't it's jealousy. We, sh- we shouldn't look at it as far as based on how we are, as far as how many sins are forgiven, or whether you think you're high and mighty in in the church, or somebody was just converted. I mean, there's different levels. Or you just convert a guy who's off skid row. Well, he's just as important in the kingdom as you are.
3: That is correct. But that
1: doesn't seem fair, but when you're looking at it from God's grace and we all make mistakes, okay, that becomes fair because this is what God does. Yeah, but that's—I
0: think—that's the ultimate point. It's the hardest thing to differentiate between the unfairness of any situation in the world versus the always fairness of who God is. And I think, but—but but look, we carry that over, though, Jay. Think about it. You'll have somebody in a say, they're in church setting. And they're a decent person. They try to do a good job. They bring their family. And you got this other guy who's just a complete screw up. And every time he comes in, he's had another mistake. And yet, and yet he's struggling. You're still from the from God's perspective. There's no difference. The guy who is the massive struggler versus the guy that you know because sin is sin and grace is grace. I think that's mm-hmm. the hardest thing to grasp because yeah. we want to bring that whole idea of envy and jealousy and I'm better. Because what
3: what comes to light a little bit, since in Romans 5, the Apostle Paul's talking, he said, explaining grace. Since we've now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if when we were God's enemies, you're like enemies we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? If, if, if God could say, oh, I, this is for even my enemies. I mean, it kind of knocks this thing about the pay scale and all that. He said, you gotta remember something. It's not a question of fairness. It's a question of grace and forgiveness. And and, and
2: and yeah, and and it's a good thing it's not a matter of fairness because if it if it the was, the workers were
3: paid. They got they they got they they they, made they got paid what they agreed to work for. They, they, that's right.
2: Yeah, yeah, but but think about the big eight hundred pound elephant in the room. Is is what is fair? What is fair is that it, is that every one of us gets condemnation. That's fair. Like if God said, I'm just going to be fair about this whole thing. Um, I'm going to give you what you deserve. I, I don't want anybody to be slighted on this deal. Everybody's going to get what they deserve. Then what's fair is that there would be universal condemnation of all men and we would be cast into hell with no hope of, of life in, in, uh, at all. And so I think that the point is, is what we deserve is, is, is death and what we deserve is condemnation. But God's grace, like to Phil's point out of Romans 5, is God's grace gives us what we don't deserve. It's it's it, and that's the whole thing. And if I get that, then I that should be correct. instead of, a, I shouldn't have the spirit of jealousy or envy. I should have a spirit of, whoa, I'm extremely thankful that I didn't get what I deserve. I don't, I don't want to go into this. Uh, your, your, best attitude,
3: say, your best attitude would be, I tell you what, that old guy that owns all this land out here. I mean, you got to give him credit. I mean, he's, he's just very generous. I mean, Looking at it from the positive side, he paid everybody the same thing no matter how long they worked. One thing about that dude, I mean, he is he, he is generous. That's, but nobody's saying that. They're nobody's going, saying they're that. They're Going on strike. That, that's strike. right. That's we right. need justice. I won't be and here tomorrow. Right. That yeah, is if, we, right.
0: if this could be a TBD, if we would just keep it going and be like, I yeah, show
3: saying. me the show me worldly fairness next time you think about it. You know, well, cause this justice. cancel culture. You say, yeah, they're being fair to people. What happened to them yeah. three hundred years ago? They still hold it against them. Say they, they're out. there no. They, they just can't. Because they still want justice. yeah, yep.
1: I so, mean that's that's the society we live in, which it has some positives right. But well, in the kingdom it it it's not our call. It's, so uh, let's take a break.
0: So we think of the holiday season uh, as usually being joyous. Even if you're kind of in a downtime, it's good to lift people up. You're thankful for things during Thanksgiving. Christmas time is a great time to remember Jesus and what he did for us. But for a lot of people that suffer with depression or really in our tough situations, the holidays can be difficult. And so knowing that, uh, we wanted to let you know about one of our sponsors, which is a group called faithful counseling, and they offer online counseling, uh, which I think is a great idea because not every, you know, small town or small area in America has access to a good Christian counselor. And so this allows you through you know, through text or chat or phone or video to be able to access. There's 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states, and uh, they're there to help you. You can connect with these guys. Uh, they're going to give you a little bit of a questionnaire, assess your needs, and then connect you with a counselor. So uh, if this is a need for you, especially during this uh, holiday season, check these guys out, faithfulcounseling.com unashamed. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash unashamed. You're going to get 10% off your first month uh, from our sponsor uh, just for listening to the podcast. So that's really great. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash unashamed. So to to everybody's point, I think we all agree of what Jesus' point was because it is just a story, but there are some interesting things within the story that make you think. So, But the ultimate point is going back to because he he closes this parable the same way he closed the conversation about this rich guy who was a good guy, but who obviously, as we said before, thought he could either earn or buy his way in and couldn't. The idea was it's a gift. And so that's the bigger point of the parable is that grace is the gift. That's why whether you're the guy that got brought in at the 11th hour or you've been there all day, it doesn't matter in the sense that under – christ you're the same that's his point but
1: you know well don't you think there was an angle here too of the jew and the gentile because the jews were first a great point and they had been god's chosen people this wouldn't
3: be called generosity in the jewish world at that time that time frame probably still today this wouldn't be called. This caused stupidity. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. was well, I'm like, yes, trying that's to right. say that. I'm not that's saying we're not saying Jesus doesn't know what he's talking about.
3: We're just saying if you I mean, there are people who like will this, not give you one thin dime more if you came late, you 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 better be <laughs> think, you better think, be grateful you're getting anything out of me, dude. Yeah, I a, think yeah, he was cool. trying to
1: roll them up so they could see the greater purpose. Yeah, but this would cause people to get riled up in, oh, in yeah. a business setting. You're like. What is going on?
0: No, I, I think your there. point is valid. I think that's there's he def-
3: used generosity. He said, Why are you questioning my generosity? You're, you're, you're questioning, he said, I, I, I've been generous here. I'm, I'm the one that has the money, right. I can pay them what I want to pay. Well, them. to believe, you to tell me yeah. how much I'm gonna pay somebody for how long it works, which is like when a, I'm I've got the money paid doing the paying, which is like us telling God who's in and who's out, yeah.
0: I mean, is the ultimate equivalent. Yeah. Right? I mean, we're going to tell the creator of the universe, the one that knows every thought and
1: every how many hairs you have on your head, who, who gets in and who doesn't. I think this this story would be a great place to start a Bible study with people of the far left. If I had been the <laughs> last, because gri- I, yeah. I think yeah. they would like. They were like, oh, oh well, yeah. I, I didn't know Jesus was believing like me. Yeah. Because if you don't understand how God's mercy, as the owner of all is factored in here, then you're you're riled up if you're over here on the
3: right. If I saw the money being paid and the guy was paying and I was the ones that didn't work for 30 minutes and I'm getting the same amount as the bunches that worked all day, I would tell my buddies, let's get out of here before they (laughs) I mean I would be saying, let's get out of here because man, they'd be
1: you remember the guy down right here, not very far from here, who was dumping the fish out of his vehicle because he drove to the fish market and they were not paying him what he felt was the a, a worthy price. But it's the same price we were getting. Exactly. Yep. And he's like, that's not enough. And so we're, we're sitting there watching him <laughs> dump him back in the river.
3: He said, I showed them. <laughs> so instead of taking the lower price, a, <laughs> he went and dumped all that hard work to catch him, put Back like, in the river. Dumped him back in the river. He said, uh, I it was justified. and was, was acting like, like said, he was but, smart. So I said, but I was thinking to myself, dude, but how much did you make? Here's what he made. Zero. zero. So he could have took the lower price, and it had been pretty, pretty substantial. But he said, no. We I had made. a lot of fish. I remember that. Oh but, yeah. But he got uh, nothing.
2: I, uh, last not last night my kids were uh Bears got a bottle of um it's like champagne grape juice. It's not it's not it's like a a, a sparkling grape
1: juice. Yeah. Probably not a good thing to whole, be giving your kid. Uh, <laughs>
2: no, I, yeah. I, and he had the whole bottle turned up and and and, and he was finishing it off. Well, well, Max is I mean like he's furious that he's drinking the rest of the grape juice. And uh, and i might like, well, do you want any? He said, no. I said, then well, why are you so mad? Because I don't want him to have it all. So he, he was his, his motivation was. I just don't want him to have it.
0: So, right.
1: so. I might want some in the future, but he's going to have more than that. now. Yeah. We're getting. That's why we learn from kids because they right. say what we're thinking yeah. as adults, that's but we right. never say. That's right. Because it would be embarrassing that we would be that self-absorbed.
3: But, but most, really that's oh, yeah. what he's
1: attacking here.
3: current at American thought they would say this is this is not good whatever went <laughs> out here. It is. Yeah, they, they wouldn't like that at all. I mean look at me slaving all day. That's what them guys well, Phil, are I'm saying. already tell you I wouldn't like it either. But, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but you're caught up in this left wing thought and it's a ch- it's a, it's a challenge to get out of it. Well, it it is <laughs> unless be grateful that everybody got paid. I know. But you
1: got to realize the bigger picture and then then you say, oh, I get it. But I still think he wasn't saying that all businesses should be like that. He's just saying if it did, technically, the guy can do whatever he wants with the money. It's his money. But he left out the part that's going to cause a strike and a riot and people to be fighting out in the street. But you
3: just think if God picked and chose this one, that one, another because this one, I mean, it, it, the grace of God is available to all human beings. Well, right, but and remember, remember again the context.
0: The rich young ruler has said, "I kept all those since I was a boy." That's right. And then he says, "Well, what do I still lack?" And he says, "He wouldn't have done this." Right. Exactly.
3: Because he didn't get that wealth from being like that. Exactly. And so
0: I think it ties back into that. It's you can't. It's not going to be about you doing enough. I've been here working all day. I deserve more. Because remember, they, their first thought was they were expecting to get more. Because they thought, oh, well, he's going to pay these guys what I agreed, so I'm going to get more. That was the idea.
3: I've been telling people here lately, and I mean it when I tell them, I said, in my 75 years on the earth, I have concluded a simple fact that does not sound like it would work. Generosity pays. pays rich dividends. Generosity pays rich dividends. I've seen well, it with my a, own eyes, It's a over pretty consistent biblical theme. Oh yeah, it 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 needs to be. We need to have more of it. Yeah, it, it pays. Well, you,
2: you think uh, you think about what's unfolding here, kind of in this narrative of Matthew and uh, and just kind of the whole uh, what we would call scheme of redemption, is you've got the 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 nation of Israel who has uh, in, the, in the past is God's chosen people. And this is the ones that they had kind of an exclusive access to God's salvation. And, and to Jason's point earlier, because he asked the question, how does this tie with the you know, Jew and Gentile thing? And now salvation is about to be opened up by Jesus to, to all people. And um, I, I think that's part of the deal. You think, and this, what Paul's getting at in Romans 9, when he's like, man, I want to arouse you know, people to jealousy here to move them, meaning the, the God's chosen people, that when God opens it up to everybody, I think that some people may look at that and say, "Well, man, we've been sitting there doing this thing for the last, you know, several thousand years, and yeah. now all of a sudden you're going to open this up to everybody." So I think there is an element here of uh, you know, historical context of what is about to unfold with um, with Christ opening up salvation to, to all people, which would include us here, you know, doing this podcast.
3: And one of the things in the Book of Romans you read, he says. Uh, if you call yourself a Jew, this is Romans two seventeen. If you rely on the law, brag about your relationship to God. If you know his will, approve of what's superior because you're instructed by the law. If you're convinced that you're a guide for the blind, a light for those who are in the dark, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of infants, because you have in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth. You then, now listen to where he goes, and it comes up regarding money, generosity, or lack thereof. You then who teach others, do you teach yourself? You who preach against stealing, do you steal? He's talking to the Jewish world and why they're being condemned along with the ones who are passing judgment on others and the ones who have just butchered uh, the truth you know, God's wrath being revealed against them. You who say that people should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? So a lot of this is about money. You brag about it, but you dishonor God by breaking the law. And that, you read that, you say, Jesus was trying to make a point. If, if someone is practicing generosity, you should all... Bow your head and move out. Whether you work thirty minutes and got the same money that they worked worked all day. It's not your call if some guy wants to do that at all. He was being generous. Right. Which is one of the one of the points of the story.
2: Yeah, and to and practice generosity, I think that's really the big picture here is to practice generosity.
3: That's what I is, I'm is to
2: that, and that, but that is to live. Like that's where life is found. Is when we are generous, when we pour out, as opposed to pull in. Because God doesn't pull in. You know, even even the glory that the Father consumes. You know, the Father He gives it to the Son, and then in John seventeen, the Son gives the glory that He received from the Father to us. So the uh, the, the God's always like pouring out. He's a He's a uh, that old song is a fountain of of uh, love, a fountain of blood that overflows. I mean, I, I think that's the, I think that's this thing we're getting at here. And when you get to uh, verse 17, and he, he, he basically is talking about, he's fixing to go to his death. Again, another act of pouring out. And then when he moved to the sons of Zebedee, they they, they don't even get it. Because they're like, they don't even get what's happening here. They're like, hey, we want to be with you. We want to be on the right and the left. If they knew what they were asking, they, they knew what was about to happen, they would, that, 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 mother would not be asking that question that's right if she knew where jesus was headed she wouldn't she wouldn't be asking that question which because they, she she didn't get it
0: which they keep forgetting let's take another break so one of my favorite sponsors uh, that i've been talking about for a long time before they even started sponsoring our podcast which i really appreciate them doing it is a company called tommy john who make the most comfortable underwear you can imagine uh, as soon as I wore a pair a few years ago, I was like, that's my underwear from now on. So now uh, they sponsor our podcast. We got dad wearing them and getting some wows out of mom even. So, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing uh, how much it's changed uh, our lives. Jace loves them as well. Very comfortable. They don't ride up. They, they call them It's like a second skin. And they also have a lot of other product if you go to their website, they have men's and women's loungewear, really comfortable shorts. And so uh, just it's not just underwear. They have a lot of great products. And uh, so during Tommy John's Cyber Monday sale, you're going to get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at TommyJohn.com slash Phil. So that's a great deal, 20% off the whole site um, plus free shipping. And it's for a limited time. So go to TommyJohn.com slash Phil. Order now so that your gifts will arrive for the holidays. That's TommyJohn.com slash Phil. See their site for details. Um, which to Dad's point, he's been talking about that because back a few chapters back, every you notice now every chapter we're going into Matthew. Well, I think this is the third time. Yeah, he he, he reminds them he of them. what he's got to do. You know, and, and no one gets it yet. No, no, they don't. And he said, we're going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will turn him over to the Gentiles to be mocked, flogged, and crucified. On the third day, he will be raised to life. See,
3: they're looking at the miracles, and they're saying, you're going to let that happen to you? Right. Are we? How's it possible? We, we, it, it's not adding up. I mean, you're going to do what? He said, I'm going to die.
1: I think they him. were probably thinking he was meaning some other son of man. a <laughs> yeah. son of men. It can't who, be him. Who? 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 <laughs> I mean, because they come to him, and all of a sudden, they, they're over there talking about who's going to be the power. Well, it is interesting that after the
0: reminder, as you said, the third reminder in just a few days here, the response is the mom, and maybe she didn't hear it. Maybe she just showed up. Maybe well, she didn't hear that part. But
1: in the other version, I, I I think in March, you get the idea that they kind of put her up to this. I mean, yeah. she, she they were a little embarrassed. That's why I said if the plan, I'm not positive about that. What is that, Mark 10? Yeah, let me look over there and see. Maybe we can look at it. But I was going to make the point that, I mean, my whole point about this business venture is that most people are concerned. where we get the phrase "the bottom line." We're like, the bottom line is, well, the bottom line doesn't lead to making these kind of decisions because bosses are not generous by by in general by nature. They're, yeah, if if you're, they're not gonna say, okay, I'm gonna hire everybody and they get paid the same which just sounds like some kooky left-wing ideas what, what my point was because who, who's going to do that but that's why I think Jesus is the Son of God because he he took something that would cause a lot of debate anger and, and just disagreement and he turned it into something that was actually quite beautiful in that how his father views humanity. As in you want you want true equality, which is what this the left seems to be pursuing. Yeah. This is more equality than anything
3: you've cooked up. Yeah, I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> this yeah. is like I don't care where you're from, what you look like, what you did, or how many times you did it. We're all gonna be rewarded. Yeah. Because of my grace and mercy and love. So that's why I said I think it would make a great place to launch yeah. in, in people who have kooky ideas. I think you're right.
2: My uh, economics professor in college, um, and he, he, when we all got in there, um, he his opening statement was, "In heaven, we'll all be communist. and it was pretty like a shocking statement. Um, and uh, his point was, in heaven, there it will be a, a there's there's it's going to be complete sharing. He said, but here on earth, he said. We're sinful. We're sinful people. It will never work here on earth. So, but it was kind of funny to think about, like when you think about heaven and you think about the kingdom and you think about what, like, like here, yeah, you know, we're 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 trying to accumulate as much as we can possibly accumulate, whether that's pleasure, whether that's money, whether that's uh, power, prestige, influence, and it seems to me the more that we consume of that, the more miserable we become because the further that we get away from the character of God. And um, as image bearers, you know, the Bible says we're made in God's image. I think we're only going to find true fulfillment to the extent that we reflect the character of God, because that's when we kind of get in our real nature. And I, th- again, just to reiterate that he continues to say the same thing over and over again. The first shall be last. The first shall be last. The first shall be last. And the last shall be first. And then kind of sums that up in verse 28 that we mentioned in the last episode, when Jesus himself says the son of man himself did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus did that for a reason. He didn't do it because he uh, was insecure. Um, Jesus is fulfilled. He was he didn't like he, he this is how he is fulfilled. He's outpouring. He's outgiving. So, I don't know.
0: Well, and so, Jess, you're right in, in the math, the mark uh, 10. Uh, it doesn't mention the mom. Right. So it it tells it. Mark tells it as if they came up and asked the question. Matthew includes the mom. The interesting part is I wonder why he mentioned the mom and Mark didn't. But for whatever reason, either to make them look better or worse, because I don't
1: know which is. I we all feel like it makes it worse if your mom comes in. That's why I'm saying. I think Matthew, who was a little bit, you know, uh, I love what the chosen, you yeah. know that show, right? You know, his, his personality. I mean, this guy was a tax collector. So his social skills Bean were counter. lacking, <laughs> and he just went ahead. He, because, he, he
2: had all the details. Well, that's something down.
1: a tax collector would do. He probably lived with his mom in the from, you know <laughs> late twenties right. because he had no other friends. Because <laughs> the good thing about your mom is she'll defend you and be biased, and that, that's okay. I mean, everybody needs one friend, and I think that's why God. What's set interesting this
0: up. is to to the point when the ten in both texts, Mark and Matthew when the ten heard about this they were indignant with the two brothers not the mom right so yeah. the reaction was who, who who do you two think? who who do you think yeah, you that's two that's where are? i got yeah. the idea cuz
1: they, they he was talking to them so he's like yeah. you've lured your mother out here i'm <laughs> so, not going to attack her cuz i know where this came but from
0: but you know it's interesting he asked them both he said so so you, can you do what i'm going to do you want you want to be in the big chair you want to be the, the Speaker of the House and the VP? Can you do what I'm going to do? And they both said, oh, yeah, we can do it. Then he said, yeah. oh, you will. <laughs> oh, you're going to drink that cup. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna... they, didn't know, they,
2: they, they didn't know what he was talking about, though. But, uh, yeah, I think side point here that's, that we should say that is that because a lot of people read these different accounts, that the uh, different gospel um, collectors what uh, like Mark and Matthew, they have different accounts. and say, so, well, why are they different? Um uh, there is a bit a caveat here, a difference between scripture being dictated by the Holy Spirit, which would be the Holy Spirit saying, "I want you to write this down and word for word write this down," as opposed to this, the Bible says the scripture is inspired. So, so these guys were under the influence and inspiration of the Holy Spirit, but but they're given their own accounts of what they saw. And so um, uh, Michael Lacona, uh, I think he was the one that said this, that uh, talked about like if you had multiple witnesses that witness a wreck. And they may have little different details of what they saw from their vantage point. And there may be some differing you know, facts or whatever. But the overall gist of what happened at the wreck is pretty much going to be universal. Uh, the witnesses are all going to agree on what they saw. And so when you see these stories like this uh, as recorded by different people that may have uh, these different little nuances to them, the, the, the bigger point is is that they all saw this happen. And it was real, and it, that's why these scriptures are validated. And 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 we—that's one of the reasons why we believe that they're accurate—is because you do have these multiple accounts. And they don't look like they got together in a room and colluded and came up with this story and made up. These are, this is what they saw, you know, and, and they made a lot of the, little different details, but the same—the point's there.
0: Let's just uh, let's take another break. So I was noticing, except for Godwin in our duck line, everybody has pretty much held on to their hair. Uh, Godwin doesn't have, he has a nice big goatee, but not much on top. Uh, if we had known about keeps, which is one of our longtime sponsors of the podcast, we could have gotten Godwin some help. So he may have been a little hairier, Uh, but that's, uh, that's what these guys do. They help people keep their hair. Now they can't help you once it's gone. So you want that thick head of hair, especially with the holiday season coming on. You got a lot of pictures you got to be in. So check these guys out there. They have a doctor recommended FDA approved treatments, They've received more five-star reviews than any of their competitors, and you only pay about half the cost. So it's very affordable. Uh, it comes straight to your door, so you don't have to go anywhere to get it. Also, you can message your Keeps doctor 24-7 and track your progress. So that's a great tracking tool as well. So let's get you started with a special discount. Go to keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash door. You're going to get 50% off your first order. That's keeps.com slash door, com slash door. Which is a great points, Zach, because it shows you there's power in more witnesses, not less. So being able to get these little caveats actually gives you a better
1: picture. Just this reason why you want four witnesses to an accident, not just one. That's why the unbeliever doesn't get it. You know, when I, I mean, one of the ways I came to Christ is I went to the Bible to try to disprove it, but the nuances from Matthew's perspective and knowing what he did for a living and his Jewish background. Once you, the deeper you dig in here, you you see his personality in with the Holy Spirit of God as he's writing. And it actually becomes a more powerful evidence that I really believe there was a guy named Matthew a couple thousand years <laughs> yeah. ago that jotted this down.
2: Like a real guy. Yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, so, I mean, that that is, a, it's hard to explain that to an unbeliever because you have to be seeking and searching to really see those details. Which is, and the the interesting part is about the four Gospels,
0: is that you have John, who we know his relationship with Jesus, and his is a very intimate picture, and it's very different because it's not just a series of events. He just picks up a certain period, mostly the end, when Jesus was here. John Mark was Peter's right-hand man, so we know his Gospels from Peter's perspective. Then you got Matthew, who was the tax collector, which he has way more detail in, in all the verses from the old testament, prophecies, all that then It seems got, like a lack of emotion.
1: You know, yeah. John, you 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 it, it moves oh, you, you feel sometime, it. Right. And you feel like Mark yeah. is just saying, Let's go. I mean let's Which let's, is typical Peter. Yeah. So and
0: then you get to Luke, who is a who is a Gentile physician who came in under Paul. And yet, so he's getting a lot of the stories from these guys. So it's really interesting that that those were chosen by God and the Holy Spirit to give us our narrative of being able to see Jesus. I mean, but to Zach's point, when you see the nuance of all four of those together, it's powerful. That's why oh, yeah. Bible study is so fun.
2: It's, it's kind of like the um, questions you would ask just as a any individual investigating anything, it's the it's the things that you would look for in any investigation that kind of prove the they give testimony to this. I, I, you know, it's it's the thing. Why would if you were going to make something up like this, and you would get in a room and everybody's story would be exactly the same. There would be no deviation whatsoever. But that's not the case in the scripture. There are some some slight deviations on, on how the story is told. Which, to Jason's point on The Chosen and what Dallas and those guys are doing over there is so amazing because they're putting in artistic form that, that these guys had personalities. These were people. God used people that had different personalities and, 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 and there was a diversity of, of thought and things that were going on. So I love that, how you see that coming to life in the gospel, the four gospels, which would be the four accounts of people who actually walked with Jesus Saw what he did. They saw the miracles. They got the teachings, and then they put them in these forms where we could now read them and study them. Was what we're doing today, and and glean glean these eternal this eternal wisdom from it. So it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. And then when you look at the stories themselves, I mean, we're in chapter twenty two. We're this this workers in the vineyard seems crazy, but then he you know tells that story about the wedding and nobody showing up. So what do we do in our culture when that happens? You just go to the justice of the peace. Right. But Jesus was like, no, go invite whoever. That's right. I mean, just, all right, we invited all these people. They didn't show up. Go invite whoever. We wouldn't do that because they might show up. That's right. <laughs> we <laughs> so, don't want them there. <laughs> so he tells this weird story where then the king shows up, and there's a guy not in wedding clothes, kind of shady looking fellow. He's like, you know, how'd you get in here? Of course, he gets thrown out, and it gets to the end of the story, and it's a it's a phrase, the reason this popped in my head, because Phil mentioned this a while ago. He says, many are invited, but few are chosen. And it's like, do what? <clears throat> so, I mean, it's like, not only do you see all the personalities and the evidence, then you have Jesus coming up with stories that is better than anything Hollywood's ever written. Yeah, How do you even think of this? Right. And so seeing it through their own different personalities, to me, is just powerful. I mean, because you think about, well, why did he choose Judas, knowing knowing he would betray him? Many are invited, but few are chosen. That's That's just the way it is.
0: Well, it's also, it shows you the duality of Jesus, because he's living in the moment as Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, here to save, but living in the moment. But he's also the Son of God who was outside of time and space until he chose to become time and space. So he also knows all that. So when he tells these stories, Jace, he does it with the authority of understanding Mm -hmm. exactly what God is going to do and what he's not going to do. But you notice when he gets in a, he told the, he told the sons, he said, it's not for me to grant. These places belong to those whom have been prepared by my father. Meaning, Hey, I'm here with you I'm here to do God's will. So are you. So it's not up to me to get. But you what does this. the
1: Christian say when they read that? Oh, so you're telling me there is a chance to be. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. <laughs> Again, missing the missing whole, the whole point. It, right. It's like we do this to these stories because we just can't help it. Right. It's like that's why I was saying. Zach, personally, it, if something happened to you in a business setting that you were wronged. Yeah. I'm not picking on Zach, but he's my cousin. I I feel the same way. I'm like, I can't believe that doggone rascal <laughs> is paying this guy for an hour's of work, and I've been working for two months, <laughs> right. and you're going to pay me the same? We need to find somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again,
0: proves the big point. If it was up to us as to who got in and who didn't, it would be a tough place, just like you were talking about with uncancelled, Dan. If it's up to us to decide who gets canceled, who doesn't, <laughs> everybody's in serious trouble because
3: then it's based on my You're, headed, oh, you're headed for self-condemnation. Every start, time. Every time. And you start passing judgment on people. Or the condemnation. And you do the same thing. To other people. It's
0: like who's what, Zach? let's take our last break. So it's that time of year, we like to say. Tis the season. And when people are looking for great gift ideas and, uh, and different things to give to their loved ones, we know that uh, a lot of you guys out there in Unashamed Nation are always looking for some good uh, Unashamed merch. And so we want to let you know there's going to be a 20% off discount right now if you use the right code to be able to get some holiday items or just some items for yourself, which is always good. So you go to Phil Merch philmerch dot philmerch.com. The promo code is UNASHAMED20. That's UNASHAMED20. It's going to get you 20% off. And so it's some really cool looking unashamed gear. Uh, things for you to give to someone just to say I love you and also support Unashamed Nation. So we love you guys. We're so glad uh, that you're out there and that you're with us. So uh, unashamed20philmerch.com.
1: It's like what Zach said about you know the guy that got up and said, you know heaven's gonna be like being communist. you know when I was in Greece, it, it just seemed I, I kept saying, boy you don't want to have a socialistic society because just the the streets were just dirty and it just seemed people just seemed poor and there was a lot of homeless people and there was everybody was crowded and they're working for the government. Well we got out when we got outside that city that last day. We took a walk down the beach. Well, I came up there, and there was a few million-dollar yachts gathered up. I said, well, somebody's making some money around here. (laughs) And the boy walking down there said, well, these are the government officials. I said, Uh ah. And it's like, (laughs) you know, the same thing, what they didn't like about capitalism, which is a few people with million-dollar boats— it just changed on who had the keys to the boat. that's right <laughs> you know? yeah
2: well the, the th- because the thing is cap- this is an interesting thought I was thinking that you're saying it, the, you know what the, the foundational principle of capitalism is like there, there is, it is is it is built on one thing that that socialism and communism totally disregard. you say, what is the foundational principle of capitalism and here's what it is that man is corrupt. that's it. So you, you 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 we're like if you're a capitalist or or uh, I say conservative I use that tongue and cheek because I, well, I don't know what that means anymore. The term classical liberalism, what, like, like people that would share my political economic philosophy, would say we believe that humans are very fallible creatures. Lord Acton said it best: that power tends to corrupt. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. So the goal is to distribute power to the far corners of the earth. We don't want it in a centralized form. We don't want it in the hands of a few politicians who get to dictate where the money goes. So we're trying to build a system with the idea that man is sinful, um, an economic system. In heaven, um, there won't be any sin. There's not going to be any people. There's not going to be people that are uh, you know, abusing others and manipulating others and, and stealing from one another and mm-hmm. creating Ponzi schemes and... And all these sophisticated ways of, of stealing other people's stuff because the power dynamic has been shifted. And in heaven, it's going to be outpouring and overflow and everybody's going to be giving to one another. It's going to be that's why it's going to be the real utopia. Because, but we, we yeah. know as, as believers that real utopia can't exist here because of that three letter word called sin and that we all have it. and we're, And we don't need to be trusted with that kind of power. I, that's, that, that's what's at yeah, stake
1: here. I, I agree, and it's if that's true, then it's also true the reason this will work is because God has no sin. Amen. He, his decision-making process is always righteous. It's always holy. That's, that's the reason it will work, because the one in charge is making the right decisions, which I think comes back to Matthew 20 on the landowner. That's awesome if the landowner is 100% righteous, holy, true, and just. Which, which guy would be so, so to, to
0: get at the end of this, when, when we have the 10 who are indignant with the two over them wanting to, you know, have positions of authority, by the way, over them. Cause if you get to sit right and left, that means we all are down the line. And so he says, you know, that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercised authority over them. In other words, he described the structure and hierarchy in government and military and systems. He said, you've seen this, not so with you. And what do you mean to each other? Instead, whoever wants to become great must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life. So what he's saying is, I'm the son of man, and yet I came here to die for you, to serve you in that way, to save you. That's how I want you to treat each other. There's no, so, he, Jesus puts himself, every knee will bow at his name. He puts himself underneath even them. He's going to show this later when he washes their feet, you know, on the night, you know, that he's going to go and basically, you know, give himself up for all of us. So, I think that's the concept and the ultimate thing. And then we talked about this last one, Jace. You talked about it last time the two guys that are sitting there, which is the perfect example of what he's talking about. You got two blind guys sitting on the side of the road yelling. Lord and they got it right, Lord Son of David, have mercy on us. He said, What do you want? We want to see. And so he had compassion on them. two blind guys. But in a sense, they really saw the bigger picture, even though they didn't have the physical vision. So I think that just kinda of is a good way to wrap that section up. That's the way we should be.
1: And I think it's a good thought when you think about how Jesus responds to this. I mean, he asks the mother of the disciples, what do you want? And he asked this question. So I think it's a good question. You know, if Jesus asked you, it's a good, it's a good thought for you to ponder in your quiet time or your meditation or your prayer thing, Imagine Jesus saying, what do you want? Right. And it makes you take a look at yourself, because I'm sure that had to be embarrassing at some point over your mom asking for places of honor when this whole thing is Jesus is like, I didn't come here to be served. I came to serve. Yep. You're like, what, when who wants to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, look, that's why many are called and fewer, fewer chosen. Cause some say, well, I'm not doing that.
2: Right. I'm well, what does he say? What's his call? Take up your cross and follow me. If you want if this the road, take up your cross and follow me, which is, which on the surface, seems ridiculous and seems like, why would I ever want to do that? And I think the case Jesus is making in all of these texts is here is like, because that's where life's at, because that's where I'm at.
0: Yeah. So so it gets us to the point, and we'll get here next time, we'll talk about him actually coming into Jerusalem. And this is a big moment because this is going to start what we call Passion Week. This is going to start the process of him giving himself up. He's only got a week left here when we get to this point, you know, when he's going to come into Jerusalem. And so Matthew's going to do a really good job at pointing out all the idea of the prophecy that led to this moment. What's interesting is Jesus is coming in, is going to come in like a conquering king, and he is because he's conquering death, he's conquering the fear of death, he's conquering the grave, but nobody's going to recognize it. I mean, in, in no. this moment they do, but they, they they recognize it for all the wrong reasons, which I find very interesting because everybody that's singing Hosannas is going to wind up saying crucify him at the end of, you know, we kind of know how the story ends. So this is a pivotal moment that obviously we're going to get to in the next podcast, which is going to kind of show how this process begins to happen. And I want to be sure and, and Jay's to, for us, when you guys get here next week to look at the Luke 19 account of this same story, because as we were talking about, it adds different flavors in and Luke's going to give you the idea of what Jesus was thinking in this moment, because, you know, he weeps. At this moment, Matthew doesn't mention it, but Luke does, and I think it shows you the emotion of how he felt about it. Because most of the people in this great city, the all his people, the chosen people, they're not going to get it. They're going to miss it, and they're going to not only miss it before it happens, they're going to miss it after it happens. Yeah, and it, and it makes him very sad. You know, the Bible only talks about Jesus weeping twice. One was that Lazarus, you know, right before he raised him from the dead, and the second one was here. In this moment, because of all the loss, you know, so which is pretty powerful when you think about it, don't you think so, Zach? I mean, that the, the, oh, yeah. the emotion of that moment as to what he was thinking about 100%. Yeah, so that's where we're gonna be next time, Jason. Any last words of wisdom? It's your chance to shine one more time. Well, maybe the next time up.
1: I see you, I'll be a, br- a proud grandpa. That's right. You, you, you oh, should yeah. have big news for the next podcast. I'm going to stop and get me a cane on the way back. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a pipe. There you go. Are you still holding with the rock? You're trying to I've tried to push it through, but we'll see. But what they don't know is, is as this young child grows up, I'm going to say, you can call me Rock. (laughs) If you can get the kid, (laughs) that's the key. Get the kid to call you the Rock. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. That's true. There you go.
0: I like it. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube